Across four decades, Tracy Thorne's songs and writing have offered up a clear-eyed woman's view of the immediate world around her. From the acerbic teen love songs of her first early 80s band Marine Girls through 16 years as one half of articulate, multi-million selling duo Everything But The Girl to her recent acclaimed memoirs and journalism. This year, she released her first solo album of entirely original material for seven years, titled Record. Tracy has described the album as nine feminist bangers, and it includes collaborations with the likes of Warpaint, Shura and Corrine Bailey-Ray. She says that Record represents that sense of liberation that comes in the aftermath, from embarking on a whole new, no-fucks-given phase of life. Although our chat is very much a lot of fucks given, potentially one of the loveliest, most charming and warm-hearted conversations that we've had on Talk The Line. I sat down with Tracy Thorne at Strong Rooms in East London to talk about walking through the capital. Walking, walking around London. Walking. Walking in London, yes. or just walking in general. Yeah, walking in general. Um, I mean, I've been walking as, I don't know, a hobby and a form of exercise and all those things for um, quite a few years now. I think I learned to walk when I did um, I did a long charity walk called the Moonwalk. Oh, yeah, yeah, for breast ago. cancer. Exactly. So breast cancer um, fundraising and it takes place at night. So you set off about 11 p.m. You're supposed to walk in your bra. That's kind of part of the vibe. But most of my team, we sort of, we, and you decorate your bra and it's always got a theme and everything. Um but there's also T-shirts. Yeah, I mean they they <laughs> so do it in we the did summer. Have decorated bras. Right. Yeah, we but did. Then, I think it's May. Yeah, you can never um, really rely on the weather. You can't predict, and actually, it does get cold in the middle of the night anyway. Yeah, it really does. So yeah, that's twenty-six miles. That's a twenty. It's a marathon. It's a oh, you do a whole marathon. Yeah. Wow. Um, Where's so that I actually from? trained for it. You know, you have to learn how to walk that distance. Really? Um, yeah. So wait, where does it go from? So it started. It's actually moved where they do it from now. But when I did it a few years ago, you start in. Um, Hyde Park and then you do sort of a circuit of Hyde Park and then you just start walking around the city and that was what was brilliant about it oh, wow. you know you end up crossing Tower Bridge and I remember the bit when you're walking all down that Clink Street area like at three in the morning oh my god and it was just when we started to sort of have one of those dips where you think what am I doing I'm hungry I'm tired <laughs> yeah. I'm cold so I remember eating Marmite sandwiches walking down Clink Street <laughs> but the brilliant thing about it is you're out in the centre of London all night but in this big crowd um so it gives you that sort of amazing liberating feeling of walking the city but without the kind of slightly creepy edge of having to do it on your own yeah of course especially at night yeah and getting to see places that are usually you know bustling and full of cars and absolutely and you watch the city sort of you know go quiet and there's yeah. a point in the middle when it is really quiet and then start to wake up again you know you see the sun go down and the sun rise how again long so it it's lovely. uh well it depends how fast you do it there's people who train and try and do it like competitively you know there is actually a winner oh, wow. who does it in i don't know three or four hours or something. and they have to do and that that thing where you always have to have one foot on the floor or something yeah. some you kind of walk you're not supposed walk. to run it so you no. do walk but we took about i don't know seven hours or something uh but it's good fun. It is good fun. And so so training for it, yeah. we would meet up. I was doing it with a team and we'd meet up every weekend, usually on a Sunday. And just sort of your walks get longer and longer. So we started out meeting up and doing an eight mile walk and then a 10 mile walk. And mm. by the end of it, you know, the last couple we were doing sort of 23 mile walks and we did them all along the river. So we'd meet up 
down at Waterloo mm. and just start walking. Uh, usually west, we'd, yeah. we, we'd walk that direction. Um, and by the end, you know, we were walking like to Chiswick and back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah. I did the London Marathon in 2015. And right. So I did a lot of. Tra- I did very very similar training to that. The only difference being, yeah, you, you run instead running. of walk. Yeah. yeah. But you do. I sort of just ended up having my little routes, I guess, because yeah. I knew that I could get home in the amount of distance that I wanted to run. Because I didn't really exactly. want to like run 20 miles and then be stuck in the middle of nowhere, sweaty and cold <laughs> and hungry. <laughs> I learned the circuit. I learned that a circuit of Hyde Park is four miles. So some days, if we didn't want to actually walk in a long line and back, we just go, okay, let's do like four circuits of yeah. Hyde Park. And that's quite weird because it becomes quite repetitive. You know, you sort of pass your mile markers and you go into a slight trance. I think when you're on that kind of training walk, you know, you're ticking off the miles. Yeah. And, and do you sort weird. of do you have a chat while you're doing it, or do you oh, very yeah. much? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was very social. Um, and so again the other thing that introduced so it taught me how to walk long distances which Mm. was great but I I came out the other end of that experience thinking you know a 10 mile walk is nothing that's just a casual walk and it also got me into the notion of how social walking can be Mm. you know if you meet up with people um, and you're actually all walking and you're going in the same direction it's a bit like being in a car you know there's that sort of eyes forward thing yeah you don't have to make eye contact and actually you can end up having really good conversations yeah. so I've got a group of friends I meet up with now once a week we try and meet up every Friday and we just go for a walk usually on Hampstead Heath mm. um, and it's like become a sort of therapy group we, we talk about everything and anything but there's something about actually being on the move while we do it um, that I don't know you kind of open up and it's quite relaxing and I just think it, it really does us good and there's that great pub right at the bottom of the heath yeah. Southampton Arms. Exactly. See, we, we, we always have a good stop <laughs> yeah. at some point, either for, you know, cups of tea or whatever, what time yeah. of day it is. Um, and what, so you said that you learnt how to walk long distances. Yeah. Is that like a psychological thing or do you actually have to like pack for it and, and take certain items of clothes and prepare in a certain way? Yeah, I think you partly it's building up the stamina. But on the night of doing the moonwalk, I mean, we were incredibly organised. Um, you know, you have to have all the right gear. I remember buying special socks. Really? Which I still have these twin skin socks, which are like two layers. So they kind of rub against each other. So instead of you getting a blister, yeah. the friction means that the, the socks sort of slightly ah, move. That's clever. Because, um, you know, trying not to get blisters is, yeah, the, of course. is the biggest challenge. And we did get blisters anyway, but... <laughs> Not such bad ones. And then, you know, you don't want to carry loads of stuff. So I remember taking a little bum bag and I sort of tried to pack it with um, the minimal amount of like high energy food. But actually, I ate way too much. I read this all this thing about you've got to preload with carbs <laughs> for doing a marathon. And I took that way too seriously. So I ate a massive bowl of pasta before going off. And then I remember after the first couple of hours of walking, thinking, God, I'm, just, I'm so full of food. <laughs> But thinking, I'd read all this stuff, you know, oh, you've yeah. got to have high energy snacks. So I kept thinking, well, I better have a flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, I was just thinking, I really should probably stop eating now, actually. <laughs> I can't possibly the... be burning off this yeah. many calories. It's the downside of running versus walking is that yeah. it's, it's harder to ingest food yeah. as you're going along. So I managed to stuff like half a banana in my face at one point, but that was about it. And then there's weird little squeezy gel oh, those squeezy gels. I think we all tried them because we just wanted like novelty food <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really good like we were doing something but if you have them because I just sort of shoved 
a few like in my like little pouch at the back you know yeah. my little running shorts and then didn't realize one of the first times that I had one it had gotten so warm because it had been oh, right. stuffed in my little pouch next to my sweaty bum so that it was I just kind of liquid it was just like b- burning hot weird liquid Lovely. that I, you know it's sort of the same temperature as in your mouth you don't even notice that you're eating it it was a very strange experience that's very nasty <laughs> um I suppose, yeah, the other th- the thing that I wanted to say about, like, walking in London mm. is, I've, uh, have you always lived in London, been here your whole no, life? No, I, I grew up just outside London mm. um, and moved here. I went up to university in Hull and then when I moved, you know, as an adult, yeah. I moved straight to London. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, London is this romantic place that I always wanted to live. And my family had lived here mm. for a couple of hundred years yeah. before my parents moved out just after the war. Um, so... Again, I, I have this feeling of kind of London being in my blood and it belonging to me. So. Yeah. And when yeah. you walk, when you first moved to London, you have that thing where every you don't you know how to get to places, but you don't know how they all link up. Oh, I'm still rubbish at that. <laughs> uh, the one thing that is problematic for me walking around London is my sense of direction, which really? is very very yeah. bad. And that I'm still like that. I have very clear images of like, okay, this is Camden, yeah. uh, this is Shoreditch, this is you know, this is Notting Hill. But yeah. how they all connect, I'm still rubbish at. <laughs> so my great saviour has been um, City Mapper app on my phone, because mm. um, you know it means I don't have to carry an A to Z now. Yeah. So if I want to go for a walk now, I just literally have City Mapper and, and that's it. You're off. You can. But do you not find Rome. it's great walking places instead of like getting the tube because yeah. suddenly you realise how everything links together and it's like those little moments of realisation where you're like, oh, yeah. this, I, I know. I would have been on the tube for like 20 minutes and I just can just walk down this road. And I love that for, you know, as I said, having got used to walking slightly longer distances, I now don't think anything of, you know, if I'm in town and I've finished doing something and I just think, oh, okay, I'll just walk home as long as yeah. you've got the right shoes on. You just think, okay. Sometimes it doesn't even off. take that much longer. No, I know. Yeah. The thing I like doing in terms of walking around London is is doing on a Sunday mm. is that thing of coming like into the city because um, actually on a Sunday going to Hampstead Heath is is the opposite of what you want to do because then it's packed. <laughs> That's yeah. when everyone else goes. So I tend to go up to the Heath on weekdays quite early in the morning because I live quite near. So mm. I can walk there and do a really nice walk you know, before breakfast. Oh, that's nice. But on a Sunday, it's nice to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing <laughs> and actually head right into the city. Mm. And that's brilliant. I love doing that, walking around, you know, just these sort of empty parts. And, you know, all the coffee shops are shut and everything because they're only there yeah. for the people who are there well, on their like working proper day. Central, not the sort of like, not like Oxford Not Circus. Oxford Street because that's still busy even yeah. on a Sunday. But then around like Farringdon area yeah, just and places Yeah, and the whole like bit that. where people work, you know, the city bit where it's just a sort of working area. Mm. Um, I like that. Um, and then I walk around bits like the, you know, old temple bit and everything, sort of inns of court. That's all amazing. So do you have like set walks that you do? Or how do, how do you plan it out? Do you just make it up as you go along? Or? I do make it up a bit as I go along. As I say, in the week I tend to walk up on Hampstead Heath. That's my sort of easy go-to walk. Mm. Um, then I like walking around the city. I like just walking along the river. I mean, I can walk down to the river from where I live. It's about four or five miles. Mm. And then if you do that and then, or even sometimes I just get the tube to Waterloo and start from there. And you can just walk in either direction, you know, and that's brilliant. Just you start heading out. Which is better, towards, east or west? Um, Probably east. <laughs> yeah, I like doing that. Yeah. Where um, would you walk to from Waterloo then? It goes, the te- do you follow the Thames or do you start following yeah. canals? 
Well, I actually, I do both. That's another thing I do is the, is the Regent's Canal. But if I'm doing the river, then, yeah, you sort of head along and you go past Tate Modern mm-hmm. and you get towards Tower Bridge and uh, then you just keep going. Then it kind of quietens out a bit. Yeah. And you're sort of then and you start seeing down... the Thames Barrier. <laughs> oh, yeah, of if course. If you get that far. So you go down to, like, is it Greenwich? The, yeah, that, that way, if isn't you go it? that far. I haven't, haven't right, made yeah. it quite that far. <laughs> But the other thing is the Regent's Canal, which is brilliant. Mm. Um, and I've got a friend who lives one. in Haggerston. So if we meet up there, then we go down to onto the canal path at Haggerston. And then you can just start, again, walking east is quite good. And you mm. go sort of past um, Victoria Park. Um, and then I think a couple of times, we've there's a point where it splits and you go, you start heading north and you're kind of joining the River Lee. And yes, you head up towards that's near where I live. Yeah. That's where I, that's yeah, really that's where nice. I go running, yeah. That's really nice walking as well. Yeah, and they've got all those places in Hackneywick, all yeah. those trendy, trendy bars and, I know, which and is cafes just, on like, the transformed, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yeah, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Yeah, it is lovely though. I do, I do like that exploring because there's that whole nature area around there, which I just never even knew existed when I used to live in Hackney. And I hasn't no there's, haven't they opened up a kind of wetland yeah. thing at Walthamstone now? My dad said he saw it on Country Farm last oh, night. Oh, wow, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's proper. Yeah. <laughs> That's proper country. <laughs> country comes to the city. Yeah. Yeah, I want, to go, I want to do that. I want to walk up there and see what it looks like. Or the other th- walk I've done is then you, you can sort of head south, sort of southeast, and you're mm. heading down towards... Limehouse Basin and that's all quite cool around there. That was the bit that killed me in the marathon, the Isle of Dogs. Yeah. So it was just so empty. Yeah, it yeah. is. Even now, I did that with a friend not that long ago and we had this lovely idea. We thought, oh, we'll get to that sort of point and we'll have lunch somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're kind of wandering around going, um, is there anywhere to have lunch? <laughs> the answer no. is no, there wasn't. <laughs> so we ended up having to walk all the way back to more or less where we started from and think again. And what about, what about if you go west? Because in my head, I always think that west is like a bit fancier and there's more cafes and more nature. Yeah. It gets like a little bit less city, but... It actually gets awkward. The, doing the canal path is a bit more awkward because it comes away from the canal more often. So all the area around Paddington is awkward. Oh, yeah. um, I'm trying to think where I've got to... But I've, I've done that walk in there. I mean, at first it's quite good. You've got, you go sort of through Islington King's Cross, that bit, and then... But there are various bits where you have to come up from the canal and navigate your way through the streets for a bit, and then you rejoin it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get the, the bit sort of um, made of Vale, Warwick Avenue, which is really pretty, you know, the, the boats and everything. But again, there's lots of areas where it's suddenly the sort of private bit, I think, and you actually can't walk along there. So it does get a bit awkward. Yeah. I don't think you can walk quite as far in that direction. But then I guess once you get into like Richmond territory, does it go as far as Richmond? Can you walk that far? That's a good question. I don't know. You'd have to do that along the river. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about canals. We're, ta- if we're, Sorry. Doing, we're talking canal here. That's oh, I'm talking right. the region's canal <laughs> going that way. Oh, yeah. But along the river, yeah. yeah. You can go re- oh, west of course, and, and yeah, head through the Thames Chelsea go through and Maidavel, does it? Richmond and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's good walking as well. I always think that that's like quite a nice day out to go out to like Richmond or somewhere because it feels like leaving London. Yeah, it does. Richmond Park is. Yeah. That I mean, and Hampstead Heath is a is is a bit like that, but Hampstead Heath is full of London views everywhere, which is what I like about it. You know, yeah. you're sort of walking through fields and trees, but then you look up and you can see the skyline. Big one, Parliament Hill. Yeah. 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 Uh, but in Richmond Park, you do have that sense of being away from even from the London skyline, don't you? You don't. 
don't see it. No, no. So it feels more rural. Do you ever do that? Do you ever get a train out to to somewhere sort of, I don't know, a day trip, day trip out of London? No, I haven't done that very often, but it actually occurred to me quite recently that that would be um, quite fun because I like a train journey as well. So yeah. <laughs> another thing I'm very fond of yeah. as well as walking. I did think recently I could actually start combining these two hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little train ride somewhere and then a walk. Yeah, because there are so, so many that spaces that are so beautiful just, you know, yeah. outside the north and south circular. You don't have to go far. No. But then on the other hand, I do, I like, as I say, I just like walking the streets as well. I, oh, I right, like yeah. that feel. I'm not a driver. That's another reason I think I like walking. Uh, can you drive? Well, technically. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, I get you, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't driven for a very long time. Yeah, and driving in London so, isn't even really driving. You no. just sort of sit in traffic for but quite a while. But I did learn to drive in London, and I drove for a year or two, and it was a bit of a disaster. Um, <laughs> but I think because of that, you know, there's something about walking that is quite liberating, just that feeling that you can get yourself anywhere. Yeah, and you, know, you don't I have like to that. worry about traffic jams or whether there's going to be a delay on the tube or any of those sort of things. You know that if it... Well, I mean, I always tend to walk faster than it says on Google Maps, but if it says an hour on Google Maps, I know I can get there within yeah, an hour. Yeah, no, I'm quicker than Google Maps, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's, I think, from having done, you know, that sort of training walk. I'm quite a brisk walker now. I have got friends I walk with sometimes where... You know, they definitely walk slower than me. Mm. And there's that slight thing. We're having a chat, but I'm always, I'm looking over my shoulder a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then you try and do that going slow for, you know, a few minutes and you slow down. But then after a while, I pick up the pace. Yeah, yeah. That's awkward. When you're doing, yeah, when you're doing these kind of social walks, is that, is it not supposed to be slow and calm and relaxing? It is, yeah. I'm not (laughs) very good at that. (laughs) So if I'm on my own... Then it's just that's okay because I can set the pace, and then yep. I've just got headphones on. And what about I'm the people world. around you, though? This is the thing I find sometimes when I'm walking. Like Oxford Street is my idea of hell, yeah. or any kind of bridge. Like I just had yeah. to walk over Westminster Bridge. People in your way, way. And so many people with stopping. selfie sticks. People taking a lot stopping of pictures. Yeah. The thing that occurred to me the other day when I was walking is because I'd seen this news report about um, moped robberies and. The, the one on the BBC Three probably thing. Probably that. Anyway, the on current the upper street. The current, yeah. I saw that too. Current <laughs> thing that you know they do, and it's like sitting there hovering and watching people who stop at zebra crossings or traffic lights and look at their phone. And I just thought, oh my god, that is me. Yeah. Um, so that's been a bit of a wake up call. I caught myself doing it again the other day. I was on a walk, and you know, you stop to cross the road, and you think, okay, this is the perfect moment. I'll just open yeah. my playlist. You know, skip this track. I don't like it. Or rewind this or something or read this email and I suddenly thought oh I probably shouldn't be doing that should I I know and I always thought doing it in a busy area I I was like oh it's so busy here I'll be fine that's (laughs) That's precisely what you don't want to be doing I'm like the worst I'm I'm no I'm like like I I'm not the worst at that I'm always so conscious of that that I'm I always really annoy everyone that I'm with because they'll start looking at their phone at like the crossing right. and I'm always like, someone on a bike's going to get it. Go, and then they're like, oh, shut up. You're being so that. annoying. <laughs> I was kind of glad I sent that news report to my girlfriend. And I was like, see, yeah. see, I was right. No, that was a, a wake-up call to me. I felt I learned something there. <laughs> um, well, but when you, when you walk, when it's just yourself, yeah. and then what, what kind of occupies your brain? Are you thinking about work? Are you thinking about family life? Are you thinking about music? Uh, I think it's, I mean, uh, the other reason reason I walk is because I do find it um, 
I don't know, it's incredibly relaxing and freeing in some way. So even if I'm listening to other things, I find there's a part of my brain that's sort of thinking at the same time. And yeah. So I get ideas for lyrics and I'm always stopping and jotting things on my phone. Um, you know, problems that I'm sort of thinking about, you know, you kind of mull over in the back of your mind. Mm. And there is something about being on the move that I don't know, often some kind of clarity emerges. And I often find there's a point when I've been walking for 45 minutes, an hour, and when I suddenly can feel myself relax about things and think, oh, actually, yeah, I need to do this and that and, and this will be fine. And yeah. Um, so that's, that's what's good about it, I think. It's, it's very restorative. But, you know, I've often got something on the go. I've often got... Um, a book on the go and oh, that's amazing say, you just get lost listening to an audio book if you're listening to like an audio book or a podcast like sometimes I'll, I'll put a podcast on and then I'll just start thinking about something that I have to do and who I need to email and you know what I need to argue about or whatever on said email and then I'm like oh my god I've just missed you missed that bit I've missed I like know. three minutes now that is the back. one drawback I think when you're listening to a book I sometimes find oh god I've drifted off completely and I like yeah. listening to thrillers because that's quite good to get you out on a walk because you think, okay, I want yeah. to listen to this because I want to know what happens. Um, but sometimes I find, oh, I've drifted off. What happened there? Hit the little <laughs> rewind, <laughs> go back three minutes or something. I always thought that audiobooks were kind of like a cop-out for from reading. No, I think it really is like reading because I think I often find when I've listened to an audiobook, you really do hear every single word. Whereas yeah. when you're reading, you know, if you're tired... Or you can sometimes do that thing where you skim read a little bit. You know, mm. you eyes sort of skate over the surface. Whereas, I mean, if I'm properly focusing on an audiobook, I do feel like I actually take in every single word of it. So I always count it as having read a book if do I've you? listened to the audio. I don't know. I yeah. guess it's just that, like... I think so. I don't know. Maybe when, you know, if you... What's the word? Like, not from a slightly older generation, I suppose, than... than I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Some something in my head makes it feel like it's not as worthy because I haven't put the effort yeah. into reading it. It's like having a book read to you, isn't it? It's more like being a child. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I find it a really comforting experience. And maybe it is that slightly childlike thing. Yeah. Someone's actually reading you a story. And how do the differences in your surroundings like impact you when you are walking and thinking? Like, does If you're in the city and it's really busy and you're walking through crowds of people and traffic lights and... Yeah. That, is that different from walking on the heath, for example? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, just noise levels. Um, you know, the thing about the heath is it, it is very quiet. So you, mm. listening to books especially is easy. Um, listening to any kind of music is fine. Whereas if I know I'm doing a city walk, I'll probably think, okay, so music's probably better actually than an audio book. And, you know, you need music of a certain volume just, you know, yeah. so it cuts through. Um, I, I make playlists sometimes of things at roughly the right tempo as well, just to sort of <laughs> keep you going. Because Spotify did that thing for a while, didn't they? Where it was like a like a running feature, yeah. and you could put it on, and it would set the playlist to your to your tempo. Yeah. But I just kept getting the same songs. I know, and it is really hard. I, I, there was a time when I was trying to work out the perfect tempo for walking at the perfect speed so you felt like you were getting some exercise but you know it was just right and it ended up being about three songs and I just thought this is quite boring now this new order song new order like I've got a lot and electronic had a few songs that were at just the right tempo but I reached a point of thinking I honestly can't listen to regret again I love it but <laughs> do you plan everything out then do you kind of know that 
you're like, okay, great. On you know Sunday, I'm going to do a three hour walk. I'm going to do what, like seven miles no, or something, I, I, and I'm going to go. It depends on each day. No, I don't plan it that far ahead. I mean, as I say, I do. I've got my sort of daily walk that I know I'm going to do, and if there's nothing else happening, or then I just know I'll get up and. What time do you go out for a walk? Uh, It varies, but I try and get out by about like half eight or nine o'clock. Nice. Because it's nice nice. to just go for you know earlyish walk before Mm. the day starts. Yeah. Um, if I've got time, then I'll I'll stop and you know have my breakfast on the way, sit down, have a coffee and something, and and then carry on to do the rest of the walk. But that's a bit of a luxury. That's it. Sounds really nice. Time. To yeah. Do that. <laughs> the other thing that I quite like about when you do when I well it's you know usually when I'm running really is like all the different little bits of wildlife that you see. Yes. You know, would you be surprised about this? So I always get, I, I know they exist and it's like not a mad thing, but seeing green parakeets in London always yeah. makes me smile. I see loads of those on the heath. There's, yeah. there's lots of them. They're very squawky though, aren't they? And there's this one <laughs> heron um, on one of the canals in the sort of wetlands bit that's always there. Oh, that's nice. It's always cool seeing a heron. <laughs> there was something else I was going to say and I've forgotten. What was I going to say? had another thought oh i know because you were talking about running yeah and i was gonna say i tried to teach myself to run last year did you (laughs) yeah in a moment of thinking oh maybe all this walking i do is all very well but it's (laughs) not enough i had a moment of doubt about my walking and thought um it's not enough exercise you know i need to be doing something more aerobic yeah so i will i'll experiment with running so i did one of those um couch to 5k apps yeah and um, I got two weeks in. I was actually doing quite well. The first couple of days were horrible, as anyone, you know, and you literally do that thing where you run for, I don't know, 30 seconds a minute and then yeah. walk. And, but and you just spend horrible. a lot of time Fleming in a bush. Yeah, because yeah. when you're not used to running, it just hurts so much. And the slamming into the pavement was so horrible. Oh, you got to um, get good trainers, really. I thought I did have, but I don't think they were good enough. Mm. Anyway... By the end of week two, I thought, I'm getting better at this. And I actually was starting to get better. And then I um, did something to my knee. Oh, no. What happened? I don't know. It was fine (laughs) while I was running. And then the next day, suddenly I got up and it was agony. So I went to the physio who said, oh, yes, you've done done some runner's thing. Anyway, it was kind of, it got better after all, but it frightened me off. So I'm back to walking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's like a similar thing to my idea that reading a book isn't enough. I mean, listening to a book isn't enough. You have to read it. Maybe that's that's something built into us where we're like, don't think we're doing good enough by doing this one thing. Well, it kind of taught me my lesson. It made me think, you know, what's the reason you walk? Well, because, you know, it's really good exercise. It makes you feel better mentally. Um, You know, you can do all the things you like doing. Mm. Um, You know, so what what more do you need, really? It was like a wake-up call. And you can't really injure yourself walking. Um, Well, Well, I'm sure you can. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite hard to injure yourself walking. Yeah, and also I feel like, if if I were to go for a walk, it would be less of a mental block than going for a run. Like yes. sometimes there's just those, especially this time of year, well, the last few weeks when it's been freezing cold. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, I don't want to go out for a run and like, it's going to be so cold and et cetera, et cetera. And just being lazy, yeah. really. Um, like once you get going, it's always great. I love it. I mean, I I have those mornings when I get up and I sort of stand there thinking, oh God, do you really want to go out for a walk? But <laughs> yeah. I just say to myself, you know, in 10 minutes time when you're up at the top of that hill, yeah. and, you know, it's completely silent. There's no one around, but you've got this amazing view right over the city. You'll mm. be so glad you did it. So yeah, of course. And also with the, you get so you can wrap up a bit warmer yeah, with, a, with a walk. 
I actually like it. I find the summer harder. Really? I think heading out in the summer when you know it's a bit hot and the idea of having to put sun lotion oh, yeah. on <laughs> in case you get burnt, that's a drag. Too much. So prep. I actually prefer I prefer winter walks, really. What about when it's like so snowy like it has been? That was a, that was really tricky. There was a couple of days there when I couldn't get out at all. Yeah. It was too much. Sack it and off. And then I went up to the heath yesterday or the day before and it had just melted and it was just mud. Oh. So from what had been gorgeous, it was just really quite a lot of mud. As yeah. well. <laughs> Not just, you know, oh, it's a bit muddy, but actually this yeah. is quite difficult to walk through. Do you have a dog? No. I feel like do- a dog's really good if you want to go for lots of walks. Ooh. No? No, I, I, I won't. I'm not going to get anti-dog because that'll annoy people. But when I go with friends who have a dog, and that changes the walk completely. Because oh. then there's lots of stopping and the dog has to go and run around for a bit. Dog has to do a poo. <laughs> Got to carry the poo in a bag. All that. <laughs> See that? <laughs> I find that quite difficult. Right, yeah. Um, that sort of intrudes into the... Breaks up the, the rhythm of, of the it. Walk. Well, it's just different. It's mm. just really different, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think for a lot of people, a, a dog is a reason to go for a walk, isn't it? If you don't necessarily want to go for a walk for your own sake, the dog makes you go. Mm. Um, whereas I suppose I don't need that motivation. I really want to go for a walk, so yeah. I don't want a dog to make, to make <laughs> me slow down. <laughs> There's this um, documentary that they filmed. It's like, kind of like a short film, not, not really a documentary, um, in Victoria Park a few years ago about the runners in Victoria Park. Oh, right. And it's just, I think, some two two people, like, one's on, like, a bike or something and the other's sitting on the back of, on a little trailer f- filming and they interview the runners around Victoria Park just about, like, why they're running and their lives and, like, some of them come out with, like, really, really personal stories and, right. like, are, are quite open, like, surprisingly so considering they're just going for their daily run around the park and there's yeah. a stranger on the back of a bike filming them. And like it's it's quite it's quite a moving short film. Yeah. And I just thought there is something about that kind of constant state that that exercise and that state of mind that that constant motion puts you in, where you yeah. you do start to open up and you do start to talk a bit more. And I think there's been lots of talk it recently about you know running and walking being brilliant for mental health issues. Um, you know, just lots of discussion about that as a sort of you know, not a cure-all, but certainly something that a lot of people find really helps. And I'm an anxiety sufferer and, um, you know, I've tried all sorts of things to relax and walking is just one of the best things. There's something about, if you're, you know, I sometimes feel like I just have an excess of nervous energy yeah. and just being on the move yeah, um, is really helpful. Just that feeling of using some of it up in a way that's good, you know, rather than it sort of churning away and you know, you fretting it out. There's something about just getting on the move that feels like you're sort of using it in a good way. And then also, I guess, having that time to either with someone else who's kind of in a similar state yeah. and you're both walking and yeah, going if you, if in you're the same direction. Yeah, with someone else as well. But yeah. even on my own, there is something about that mind-clearing aspect of the walking yeah. that I always feel better at the end of a walk. Um, you know, there's something, I don't quite know what's happened, but I'll come back and just think, yeah, definitely feel better. Mm. this really makes me want to just go for a long walk or run on on saturday now i'm planning another one of the um longish walks later this year there's a uh, another one of those challenges they do which is um it's 25 kilometers so it's not 
as long as a marathon mm. but you walk all the bridges of london oh, that's um, cool. so i'm going i'm putting together a little team of friends for that and again you do it to you know raise a bit of money for a charity yeah. you sort of all team up together and choose a charity you try and get some people to sponsor you but it looks like a really nice one and you you cross i think all the bridges i can't remember how many bridges there are how oh many God. bridges I are there i don't know it's not like new york it's not like you know there's these three bridges and was there four can't even remember what is it manhattan brooklyn and williamsburg uh, something maybe. like that you know but they all, all the every new yorker like knows all the bridges don't yeah. they and they're like oh yeah you know and this is the rhyme that we use to remember them and they're oh, like right. what about the bridges in london you're like the harry potter one outside tate yeah uh. <laughs> anyway there's quite a few of them and this walk takes you across them all it looks a good one that's really cool yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to that Thames Bridges. 16 historic 16 bridges. bridges. Name them. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, there's no, no rhyme for that. No, no. no let's <laughs> not even try. Um, are there any, because you, you know, there's that sort of like touristy walks that you can do in other cities, but I guess you never really look for them when you live in London. Like, Are there any like tourist walks that you've kind of found online that people can do? Um, I have looked, mm. um, but again, they sort of, intersect with walks I'm doing anyway right, you know I yeah. look at I've looked at them sometimes thinking maybe there'll be something I'll discover that I don't know yeah. um, but actually I you know I look at them and I think okay well that's essentially a circuit of Hyde Park and then something else and that's essentially you know walking along this bit of the river mm. so it, it's hard to find something that actually is so you know different to what you're doing that mm. it takes you so and I've done a couple of those um, guided walks round London where you you know you go on a sort of guided tour and actually a very old friend of mine works for one of those companies that does um you know talking and walking tours where mm. you, we walked around um Aldgate and that bit of London and he told the stories and that was brilliant that wasn't like an exercise walk that was like yeah. a sort of learning about the history of London walk well, that's cool um, but that was really interesting and yeah. just having things pointed out to you you know things that you would normally pass by as well I quite like that um People buy me for Christmas those kind of books that are, you know, the little hidden details of London. So I've got, I've got a few of them now that are Christmas presents because people think, oh, Tracy will like that. Yeah. She, likes, she likes all those funny little bits. <laughs> She'll take that and go on a walk. <laughs> I was just trying, I was just thinking if people were listening and they were feeling as inspired as I am about, you know, packing up a little backpack with sandwiches and a thermos flask and going on a, a walk around London where there were any tips or places that you would recommend i mean tip number one is avoid the heat at the weekends yeah especially on a sunday sunday is you know unless you've got kids and a dog and you want to go in which case it's lovely but if you're looking for some solitude then that's not the place so yeah heading into the city on a sunday um i mean i like weekdays just heading down to the river and walking along the river and seeing you know everybody going about their different business i find that really interesting as well um, it's a mixture Bank's of tourists and people you know going about their daily routine and going to and from work mm. i like that i just like that that bustle of london you know mm. just and when you're sort of walking through it you're almost in a little bubble especially if you've got headphones on yeah um you know there's having music on especially creates that almost sort of film-like feeling that you're walking through this landscape that you've seen so many times and you've got you know something amazing playing but everyone else is going about their normal day what's your like average walking length now then what's like an average average walk How long i mean it varies i i do you know not massively long because it takes too long that's the difference yeah. between walking <laughs> and running 
you know, it takes a while. I mean, I do definitely four or five miles every day, just as a sort of, that's my basic little before breakfast walk. Uh, but then, you know, it's nice at weekends sometimes. I walk with my sister a bit, where she's a great walker. And she came, she lives outside London, but she came up to London a few weeks ago and we set off and did one of our Sunday walks around the city. Mm. Um, and at the end of it, we, we looked, because I think she had an app on her phone that was measuring, and we'd walked about 15 miles oh, without wow. really noticing yeah. it. And we suddenly reached that point of going, oh, feet are a bit sore, let's go and have a cup of tea. And, yeah. and then thought, oh my God, we've walked quite a long way. So we got the tube home rather than <laughs> <laughs> walking back. But that's what I mean. I think once you've done one of those really long walks mm. you build up that sort of stamina i know now i could walk you know that distance without even thinking about it really yeah my thing is just always like what well, if you need a wee yeah i did the whole moonwalk without doing a wee which did i was you? quite proud of oh my god because <laughs> the queues were so long that i couldn't be bothered yeah but like when you're walking it's that thing of walking through central london and being like oh god i need a wee but i don't really don't want to buy a coffee yeah, and then you're like, oh God, can I just go in and use Starbucks? No, without I can't. I'm too embarrassed to yeah, do that. Me I have too. to buy a coffee. I always have to buy like just one of those filter coffees. Yeah. yeah, and you kind of go through going, I'm just buying coffee in a minute. Yeah, and then you go off to the and you come back, <laughs> and then and then I do feel obliged. I can't then do the thing yeah. of braise and even though they obviously don't care. No, but no, <laughs> no, I feel too guilty. It's too awkward, isn't it? Yeah, and all my like canadian or u.s friends are like i'll oh, just go and use the bathroom and i'm like no. oh but no what but what if they call me out it's breaking the rules isn't it yeah. <laughs> there's another crazy walk that i uh, vaguely thought about doing once which i think is could it be possibly be 100 miles or 100 kilometers where you walk down to brighton over the <gasps> downs from oh, london wow. and it, again that takes i think it takes 24 hours or something and people do it over a day and night because I know a lot and of people cycle. I've kind of looked at that and then thought, "Oh no, that's mad." Yeah, it's definitely it's like a tempting, it's like no? a cycling path that right. goes goes that way. A lot of people cycle it, but yeah, I've but not there heard is of a walk walking, that people do. That sounds quite good, doesn't it? it does sound quite exciting. There's part of me that has a little yearning now to do a sort of more, you know, a challenge type walk, you know, yeah. Pennine Way or something. <laughs> yeah. But then I read Simon Armitage wrote that amazing book about. Um, I think walking the Pennine Way, and so he did a section of it every day, and then he'd come down off the off the route mm. every night and do a poetry reading somewhere, and then be put up for the night by. Oh, that's nice. Whoever was hosting. probably in some really so nice really pub good. with like a really nice yeah B and B. It was a great book, but it he did had some real horror stories about getting lost on the Pennine Way and the weather God. suddenly comes down and of course cause it's so um, high up there isn't it it really is not to be taken lightly and I think there was a point that he was advised to go with someone who did actually know the route and I think he said you know he was very grateful that he did have someone with him who knew the route because it's not you know I always imagined oh it was just this path you just follow it's got little green arrows everywhere <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's a little bit wilder than that yeah I would I had that in my head I think just anywhere in Britain we just sort of think oh well, it can't be that dangerous no, can it it's no, Britain just be one, a little route you know It'll just be, be an little... acorn on a <laughs> on a post every so often and as long as you follow the acorn route <laughs> but I think there are ones that are properly yeah. Well, and do take a bit of map reading skill. I'm not, again, you see, we're back to my sense of direction. I'm not great mm. with a bit of map reading. What is, what is the Pennines? It's Manchester, Leeds. Is it that way? Yeah. Is it Manchester to Leeds or does it go coast to coast? Again, you see, you're testing my geographical right. <laughs> knowledge here. <laughs> yeah. um, was there anything in your notes that we haven't covered? Let me have a look. What else did I think? Oh, no, we talked about run, trying to run, not being able to run. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, not really. I think the things I noted down we have pretty much talked about. Um, I guess in that case, unless there's anything left that you wanna that we haven't that we haven't spoken about that might be of interest to people who are, you know, thinking that this weekend they'll put on their comfy trainers. Yeah, Hiking definitely boots? comfy trainers. I did I did actually when I was training for the moonwalk, I went to one of those runners' shops mm. and did the thing where they get you to walk on a treadmill in front of you and they advised what kind of trainers I needed. Oh, uh, I'm the one that's so. got the like high ankle the, the ankle oh, okay. support thing. I can't remember what they said mine was, but I bought the <laughs> trainers they recommended and I've just got the same pair ever since. Every time they wear out, I just get yeah. the same again. Comfy trainers. So comfy trainers, twin skin socks very important um because that's but this is what's brilliant about walking you don't need any other gear or equipment or special skills yeah you know and you can do it from your front door literally wherever you live really i think it will be interesting just walking from your door and i think there's something that's what i love about that sort of freeing sense that from the moment you leave your door you've started the walk doesn't matter where it is i find it walking anywhere interesting doesn't matter whether it's you know doesn't have to be gorgeous countryside it doesn't have to be the most interesting bit of the city i just think as soon as you leave your front door mm. you'll pass something interesting and and you're on the move do you ever see someone that you know and they really want to have a stop and chat but you're like damn it i was right in the moment yeah and i don't always wear my glasses either <laughs> <laughs> which means i i do sometimes i think pass people by because i'm a bit short-sighted but especially if it's slightly raining I think it's annoying having glasses on so mm. quite often I just and I think there's I think it's slightly deliberate as well I think it's slightly me going I'm in my bubble I don't want to see anyone yeah. so I quite often leave my glasses off so I do think I probably occasionally pass people and they think oh, she's so rude <laughs> so rude um you gonna walk home now no I'm not actually <laughs> <laughs> I've done my walk today <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much for talking to us thank and you. enjoy your rush hour commute on the tube. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> A big thanks to Tracy. If that doesn't want to make you come down to London, put on your trainers and stroll down a canal path, I don't know what will. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog from the likes of Oliver Arnold's on collaboration through to Naughty Boy on home cooking. Next week, I'm talking to Lissy about beekeeping and sustainability. You have been listening to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long. This podcast is by the line of Best Fit, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. Please do us a massive favour and press that subscribe button. And if you really liked it, leave us a nice review. We'll see you next week.